You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Don't be all else to me, save that thou art. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all that we have is yours. Lord, you have claimed ownership over all that you have fashioned. We, too, are owned by you. And Lord, you have put forth to us and called us to be good managers. Lord, help us on this day to understand exactly what it is that you are encouraging us to be about. Bless us with your presence. Bless the words that will be spoken. May they fall upon our ears and fall upon our heart, and may we carry them with us always. It is in your name, Lord Jesus, that we pray for these things in this way. Amen. So I know the year, it was 1998, and the reason I know that year is because it was the year that Katie and I moved into Bushkill Township. And when I looked out, it was still all mud. There was no grass. And I was hoping to get that grass put in place. But you know, I do have a day job. So I had to make sure that I went to work and when we moved into the house, uh, because our other house sold so quickly, uh, there, were, there was not one brick laid on my house. So I would have to go out every day, lay bricks, and then come home and lay bricks until dark. So I put my wife and my youngest son in charge of planting grass seed on the sand mound. So with that, they encouraged me to supply them with a little rototiller to soften up the dirt. So I asked my brother-in-law, and my brother-in-law was gracious enough to allow us to use the rototiller. Well, it lasted one day, and Adam broke it. So the next day I simply had to say to them, because well, they were telling me that you know, there were so, they were hitting so many stones that they just broke it. But I had a responsibility. I borrowed something that was someone else's property. So the next thing I told my wife to do is take this model number, go find it, buy a brand new one, do not bring it here, take it right back to the person whose property it is. We have to be good managers. Earlier this here year, uh, Tom Cucker, one of our, our congregants, came to me and he says, Michael, do you have a simpler way to dig dirt rather than with a shovel? 
And I said to him, oh my goodness, you are in luck. Because the one thing that I just do not like to do is dig with a shovel. So we bought this impact gun, this chipping gun, that actually you can buy a shovel head for it. So you just kneel down and you pull the trigger and it just... Digging dirt is so easy. Well, he borrowed it. And he was needed to transplant some shrubs. And he used that piece of equipment for a period of time. And I came home one day from work. And that piece of equipment was set on the workbench. He had cleaned that tool so incredibly that the shovel bit looked like it just came out of the package. He knew how to take care of someone else's property. So we understand that we are called to be managers. And we understand that this comes from the ancient of times. You can go all the way back to the 26th verse of the book of Genesis. The first chapter. And it tells us right in there that God created us in his image and likeness and we were to have dominion. We were called to be managers of God's creation. He maintains the ownership. We're called to be managers. With this much as a basis, we can now take a look at what our Redeemer is speaking about today. As he walked the promised land and proclaimed the kingdom of God is like. Last week it was the parable of the ten virgins. But today the gospel says, and again, the kingdom of God, and again, is like a person a man who was going on a long journey. And as he was getting prepared to go on the long journey, he called in his servants and began to give them items that they were supposed to look after, to manage while he was on the journey. To one person he gave five talents, to one he gave two, and to another he gave one. The interesting part that we need to understand about this is that he gave the same thing to each and every one of them, but in different quantities. But nevertheless, the same. So we need to understand at this point then, what is a talent and how does this make sense to us? Well, there are three ways that a talent has been used in history. And we actually can see it embedded in today's gospel. So a talent at one time was referred to a system of measurement, a volume, if you will. When the word talent was used, it meant 75 pounds. Then also the word talent takes on yet another manifold meaning, meaning with God where it means it could be coinage or a value. And yet again, we understand that 
when it is used, a talent, it's describing an ability or a gift you've been given. So when we take these three pieces, does it not sound like this to you? Merciful Father, we offer with joy and thanksgiving what you have first given us, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. So God has given us what he owns. He has called us to manage our time. He has called us to manage our talents. He has called us to manage our treasures. And this is what this gospel is being proclaimed by our Lord and Jesus Christ. That when the journey is over, we will have to give an account of how we managed it. And the one who was given the five or the most time, talent, and treasure joyously goes when the master returns and says, look, master, look, I have used what you have entrusted to me and I have used it to the point where you got a return on your investment. It paid dividends and the master responds, Oh, well done, my good and faithful servant. Come and share in your master's happiness. And in the same way, the person who received two portions of the time, talent, and the treasure says to the master, Look, master, it paid dividends, it was invested properly. You have a return on your investment. And the master responds to him in the same way. Well done, good and faithful servant. Come and join in your master's happiness. But then there's the one who was given only one talent. And he takes it and he buries it in the ground. It is the type of person who did not manage their time, their talent, or their treasure very well. They took it and said, you know, God, you don't own this. I own myself. I'm only responsible to myself. I do with my time with I, what I want to do with my time. The talents that I have, I use for my own personal gain. The treasure that you have given me, well, here it is. Take it back. So Jesus is telling us and calling it to our attention that we are called to be good managers. Managers of our time. God has given us this time. He has called us into being. It is his breath of life that we breathe and we are supposed to use it in the way that he has called us to the talents that we have are not of our own they are to be used yes to supply our daily bread but they're also to be used 
to bless one another and to be a part of the kingdom of God because that's what Jesus is talking about. The kingdom of God is like. And our treasures, those things that have of great value to us, they are to be used in such a way that they indeed are a blessing to others. And it ends by saying the person who did not use these gifts that were given to us by God in a way that God had intended them to be used ends up by being put out in darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We have in this 25th chapter of Matthew Last week it told us about the ten virgins. Five were wise, five were not. Five were received into the presence of God. Five were put out of the wedding banquet. Again, we have that message today that we will have to give an accounting of how we managed what God has given us. And our response to that will show forth. And we will either be invited into his eternal joy and presence, or we will be put out. And the final parable that is in this 25th chapter is the parable of the sheep and the goats. And the sheep will be at the right hand of God, and the goats will be at the left hand of God. Those at the right hand of God will be in his eternal presence. Those at his left will be in eternal condemnation. So when you see or hear things, when people are saying, Jesus rejected nobody, neither do we, you may want to encourage them to read the 25th chapter of Matthew because it's quite clear we will have to give an accounting. God has given us this life we live and he would like a return on his investment. Amen. Thou my vision, O Lord of my heart Not be all else to me, save that Thou art Be Thou my best art in the day and the night Waking or sleeping, Thy presence my light